whether y'all know it or not, you're the blueprint for so many people. So many people who want to do what you do for a career. And it's a viable career. I remember there was a time where I went to this event and there was like a bunch of like little Muslim kids like asking me for pictures. And like their parents came up to me and were like, it's so nice to see somebody who looks like them on like social media. And like they never like growing up, I've never seen that before. And like now these kids have somebody to look at. And I almost cried. Welcome to the official TikTok for you podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Broski, and we're going to discuss everything TikTok with the creators who have turned the platform into a global community and cultural phenomenon. If it's in culture, it starts on TikTok. Hello, I'm your host, Brittany Broski, and welcome back to TikTok's For You podcast. Our guests today are changing the narrative around the whitewashed influencer culture and are pointing the finger at brands and industry affiliates when it comes to pay gaps and opportunity gaps for people of color. They've deviated from the status quo and in turn have created their own diverse collective content house. Please welcome the crib around the corner, Dan, DeRay, Lalo, Shallon, and Stacy, who unfortunately couldn't join us today. How are we doing, guys? Hey, how are you? Doing good. Doing all right. So obviously you guys are doing something really special and needed by pulling together and raising more awareness for the lack of diversity in the white dominated influencer space. Can y'all talk a little bit about what started this idea, where the idea came from, how you all met, um, and how you found this beautiful house? It all started with, uh, an idea and, um, our great friend, Ogo, uh, we've always been talking about this, having a black creative house. Um, we've seen houses come up, but we haven't like seen any that's really heavily supported. So the talk has always been there. The initiative initiative was never there. So until recent, a couple months ago, where we were like, you know, let's just let's go ahead and do it. And we just happened to be lucky enough to bump into an amazing company called Whaler, um, who really were with the vision and after that, we just took off. Well, how is it living in a house with that many people? It's six, five people total? Yes. How is that? Have y'all ever had four other roommates before? <laughs> I would say it's definitely like, it's definitely a new experience for everyone just coming from just being in our house as, as well as like, you know, the pandemic and everything. So it's definitely a switchover, but it's been very, I guess, very exciting like a lot of different reasons and just like a learning experience as well so love it i would personally have to say it's i grew up with eight siblings so it wasn't it's not that different for me i'm just already used to it sure 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 well i know for the most part y'all all have pretty strict parents right how was that i mean like dan for you i know you talk about it a lot how was that convincing them to let you leave uh first it I had to convince them that, like, I could do this for a living. So it right. starts off with gaps and then showing that it's, like, real. Um, the proof, uh, showing her the work ethic and the results of it. So it all just led up to, like, hey, I'm moving out. And she saw that happening. So You're like, here's my paycheck. Here's my tax return. <laughs> <laughs> um, were y'all pressured at all or worried at all about moving during the pandemic because i know having such a close-knit following and audience you know there's a lot of responsibility with that and there's that fear of getting canceled so did y'all have any anxiety about doing all this during the pandemic i think 
my thought process personally was we were doing this to live together. So I was like, it's almost just the same as like moving. Like I just thought of it as like, I'm just moving to another state. Like, yeah, like what's going on in the world is insane, but it's also like, we're just moving to live together. And it wasn't like we were just hanging out and then going back home. It was like a permanent thing that we're doing for a period of time. And I thought, I didn't think anybody would think it was weird or crazy that we were doing this. Cool. Shallon, are you sort of the mother of the house? You keep everybody Um, in check? (laughs) No, everybody's, we're all in our 20s. Everybody's pretty responsible on their own, honestly. Who's the messiest? The messiest? Yup. Brittany, you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, moving on. (laughs) Talk about like content because I mean, that's, you know, you all live together and and it's, it's, great in terms of friendships but when it comes down to content how do y'all separate um between making your individual content for all platforms and then also content as a group because i know you have the who runs the the tiktok account for crib around the corner so we run it collectively like as a group like everybody Everybody has a login has the login yeah everybody we kind of like rotate around maybe Dan records the video on his phone, so he posts it. Like, it's just kind of like whatever is the, like, like the most convenient. We all have access to, like, posting on it, though, basically. And, like, separating, like, personal content and group content. We have, like, specific days designated for, like, content. Really? Like, page. Mm-hmm. Just to make it, like, easier because we have our own stuff, too, on top of the house page. So it's been pretty easy in that sense. Do y'all have like uh, uh, house meetings when it comes to, all right, we got to film this this day, make sure everybody's free? Or is it just kind of, is it more chill? I feel like I would be, okay, we have to do this, 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 and this. And if you don't (laughs) end at this time, like, how do y'all manage? We actually do have house meetings. Uh, We have them like once a week and we like talk content and what we're going to record during the week. And everybody, like, somebody will share an idea and then everybody will work on it together. And then that's our couple videos that we're going to record throughout the week that's cool are they skits for the most part or do y'all enjoy kind of the reality house type of thing because i personally like seeing everyone's personalities you know like if somebody's bickering or somebody's like don't what are you doing like i think that's funny but i know y'all also i know dan and deray do skits together all all the time so what do y'all prefer um right now we just kind of do skits but we plan to do more things than that. Like we want to do like fashion, like cooking videos yeah. and different things. But that's just like what we're doing at the moment. But there is like new things coming and we do want to do like different things, try new things and all that. Love it. Um, do you consider the house as a group comedy? I'd say we a hybrid of sorts. Yeah. Cool, cool. How do you, I guess... Um, and I kind of want each individual person to answer this. Where do y'all draw inspiration from? Just in general, if it's, if it's through your videos or through just your lifestyle, your personal fashion, just anything. Who inspires y'all? Let's start with Layla. With me, a lot of my videos are like, there's like, since I do different kinds of videos, like my makeup videos are inspired by like other creators and I see what they do and I'm like, wow, that was really cool. I want to try that too. And then like my more like, funnier videos are like just real life like I'll see something happen and I'm like that was hilarious like I need to recreate that and that's how I come up with my video ideas okay just everyday life inspires you Dan what about you 
Yeah, everyday life. Literally anything that I can translate in my own way. So, Do you draw pretty heavily from, I mean, obviously like personal lived experiences? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah like f- family drama and I like, like all that. You know, people be like, oh, we've lived the same life. So it's like kind of like that. Type. Sure. Shalom, what about you? Because you, you are on it with the fashion videos. I'm, I just recently watched you dress DeRay. You were like, let me <laughs> sit down. I'm going to go through your whole closet. I loved it. For me, um, because I do like different stuff, like I pull inspiration from different things depending on what I'm looking for. So like fashion stuff is normally from like TV and like TikTok, like mm-hmm. Pinterest, like whatever I see on there. I'll be like, oh, I kind of like that and I want to try it. And then like more like skits and like my movie type stuff is also kind of TV, but more like real life too. Like the same as them, like, you know. Like, especially skits and, like, relatability, like, whatever happens to me, I'll be like, you know what? I feel like that would be funny if I could make that a video, you know? Sure. And you like um, anime, too, right? Yeah. You love anime. <laughs> DeRay, if you want to, I'll throw it to you. Where do you draw inspiration for, from for your videos? Yeah. Um, so, mostly it's definitely, like, just, like, lifestyle experiences, um, school experiences as well. Just really anything that has happened throughout life turned into a video. It's just a lot of relatable stuff. And then I've recently, like, I've been getting into, like, movie inspirations. So, like, different scenes as well as, like, just different emotions tied into videos. I've been, like, dab- dabbling in that. Love it. As not only a house, but as individual creators before you lived in the house, social media can get very overwhelming, um, not only in terms of the audience, but in terms of staying motivated. How do y'all stay motivated? You can be honest. Do you deal with, you know, like, I don't want to do this anymore, you know, but I feel like I have to, this is how I pay the bills. Like, what are those real struggles of staying motivated if y'all have any personal stories? I will say for me right now, staying motivated is, is I'm okay because my content is like fun for me again. It was like a period Good. in time where it wasn't fun anymore because like, you know, the hate can be like kind of overwhelming, making you feel like something you like doing isn't like nobody else likes to see it. But I just decided that I want to keep enjoying what I do. So I just started making what I wanted again. And that's like that started making it fun for me again because I wasn't doing what I wanted before. I was doing what I felt like people wanted to see. Right. And I stopped doing that. And now I just kind of do what I want. And surprisingly, people still like it, I guess. So love that. Well, I feel like it's because they love you. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you are why they follow you. And the number one mistake I would say that creators make is like, you do one thing, the audience loves it. And so you think, oh, got to do this for the rest of time. And then you get pigeonholed into it. And then people are like, do they have anything else? I'm sick of seeing this. Like, yeah. have y'all, exp- I mean, I want to know the drama in y'all's comment sections. Mm-hmm. Like, Dan, what do people say to you? Are they pretty supportive? Do you have a lot of simps? Like, what's going on? Whenever, like, a video is posted, I, I get, like, genuine support. I've never had, like, any negative hate, which is surprising. I don't know. But I do have came out unscathed. <laughs> I, I do have people like that want me to do one thing, which I definitely I've broken many times. Like, nah, I'm not gonna do that. So yeah, but mine is not as crazy. Uh, yeah, both me and Shaolin get a lot of hate comments. But the thing is, like, people will comment like 
oh, don't you dare do that. And then I'm like, I'm going to do exactly what you told me not to yep. do. Right. That's like half my content is like, like today, somebody commented on one of my videos. They were like, you look so different without makeup on. And so then I made a video of myself without makeup on. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of how makeup works. Like, what am I supposed to tell you? That's the point. Like, it's like, if you don't want me to do something, that's what I'm going to do. And you're just going to have to deal with that's what you're going to see. Period. Do y'all see the flip of it, though, of like, when you do things that you want to do, are people more like, girl, what is this? Or, or the flip of that is like, almost being canceled. Like, I'm gonna unfollow you or like, girl, what is this? Like, you should know better. Or have y'all ever had like a canceling scandal? For me, not like a canceling scandal, but like when I first, because I used to make video, like comedy videos only when I first joined TikTok. And then when I started like doing like POVs and like other stuff and like acting, people were like, what, what are you doing? Like, this is not what we signed sure. up for. And everyone hated it for like three months. And then I just kind of was like, well, this is what I like doing. So I'm going to keep doing it. So, you know, do with that what you will. And then right. people still hated it for a while after <laughs> they did not let down. And then eventually, I guess they were like, you know what? We can either unfollow or watch it. And it finally stopped after like half a year on TikTok. I actually, people tried to cancel me one time, but it was like for something like, so a lot of people think just because I wear a hijab that makes me not black. And I was like singing along to a song and it had the N word in it and I said it. And I got like 11,000 comments that were like, oh my God, I can't believe she said that. And I was getting DMs like, you're like, I can't believe you would say something like that. Like you need to apologize. And then every video after that was just like, aren't you the girl who said the N word? And I was like, yes, yes, I am. Yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how do you... Uh, it, it must be such a daily battle trying to like identify or or how about clarify your identity when really, I mean, I, I know that the larger discussion here is that, you know, there is that lack of diversity and that lack of inclusivity. But at the same time, it's almost not as as progressive to be like, oh, they're the black creator. They're this, that, and the other. Like being an individual should be the number one. And then secondary should be, and while I'm being me, here's the representation that has been missing. You know what I mean? Do y'all feel that pressure to, um, I mean, yeah, if you have any thoughts yeah, on that, take it um, away. Definitely. Even like, I would say starting this house, like, obviously it was going to be big for like just the creator community in general, because it was like, it was an all black house. But for me, I never wanted us to be identified as like the all black house where another creator house that just happens to be a black house. And that's something that like, is like, I feel like sometimes like, like companies and like big brands, they try to put so much emphasis on you're a black creator and forgetting that I'm still a creator at the end of the day. And right. So that's just something that, you know, like you have to kind of like push past sometimes, but yeah. I also feel like because we're black creators, we're expected, like people expect so much more out of us. And it's just like, it's, it's a little bit stressful, but it's like, I mean, what are you going to do? Everybody's just expecting you to be like, you can't just be a dancer or be funny. Like you have to have more things to bring to the table if you're a black creator. Right. It's that element of like tokenism almost like, oh, and we need, you know, whatever, at least in the brand's mind. I remember talking with, um, y'all know Dennis, what, what Dennis, I was talking with him a while ago and we were comparing 
like, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Like paychecks, like, like how much we were getting paid for a brand deal. We did the same exact campaign and he got paid less than me. And I was like, we have, and at the time we had almost the same following. And I was like, oh my God, because as a, a white person, it's like, you know, I don't, that's never something that I would really think about, but I'm so glad that it's finally being talked about. And it's something that across the board, I feel like a lot of creators are now well aware of. And especially at, at, y'all are at the intersection of, of being black women on TikTok, which is even more like number one, hated on whatever, Jesus Christ sort of thing. I mean, how do y'all find that how do you avoid burnout? Because I imagine it can get a lot. Um, I personally, there was like a time period where I just had to stop reading my comments for a while because it was mm. horrible. It was really bad. And I like couldn't handle it at the time being. And I was just like, okay, I'm just not going to look at them. And I'm still kind of in that limbo. What I do now is I just read the early comments more so because that's normally people that like follow me, like just saw the video first, like fresh to them. True and once fans. it hits like for you, it's normally where that stuff starts happening. So I kind of like, all right. So then I kind of like lean off reading them a little bit. But that's what I was doing for a while. I just had to stop reading it because it was getting really aggressive. And then yeah. it's like sometimes it sucks because even not reading comments isn't a solution because people will like go out of their way to like DM you or like people email me stuff. Like people go as much out of their way sometimes. So I just try not to like feed into it way too much. Like I used to reply to comments a lot, like hate comments. I used to like make videos with them and stuff. And I just had to stop because it wasn't helping me. Like I decided it was in the moment. It was just making it worse. So I just kind of take time to like make sure I don't indulge myself in like the hate too much. It's not healthy. That's conserving your mental health sort of thing. Damn, not to the business email. Emailing yeah. hate to the business to email. The business, they found my personal and did it. They make sure they're heard. No, literally, if they have something to say, they're going to make sure you read yep. it. <laughs> um, Dan and DeRay, have y'all ever had experiences with a brand in particular? You don't have to say the name of the brand. Um, where there has been, like later, you've realized that you were paid less. Did you talk to the brand directly? Or do you have any personal stories? Shh. <laughs> Yo, not even after the, the thing is done before, like um, coming in, where it's like first learning about like how leverages with other people. Yeah, there's been plenty of brands who are like advocating for you. And then when it comes sure. behind the curtain, reading the contract, they'd be like, oh, OK, this is how much this is how much we're giving you. Um, even even if like that's the amount they give us. To begin with, the the work the workload is already beyond measure uh, compared to the, what they're giving us. So it's like, it's a matter of like always butting heads. Oh, please. We we've done this. We've done this. This is how I can help you guys, you know, look good with my brand and your brand. But that plus a restriction of creativity, it, it's, it's happened so much and it's, it's very draining. It's sure. very draining to see that there's more awareness of that, but. Does it help having representation finally? Oh, yeah. I remember there was a time where I went to this event and there was like a bunch of like little Muslim kids like asking me for pictures and like their parents came up to me and were like, it's so nice to see somebody who looks like them 
on like social media and like they never like growing up I've never seen that before and like now these kids have somebody to look at and I almost cried I was like dang oh my god like I was I was scared but I was like wow right and you give beauty editorial fashion I mean it's not only just like oh I see myself it's like I see myself winning like it's wow do y'all well DeRay because you're being quite kind of quiet I need to hear more from you do you have um, other ventures outside of just TikTok? Can you talk about everything else you're doing in your life, you as an individual and as the house, kind of what's going on outside of this? Um, yeah, there's definitely like some stuff, uh, me personally, that like I'm excited to like venture into. Um, I won't get into too much detail. Um, I will say like, even like, I don't, so like the long-term goal is not to be on social media forever. Um, yeah. I do know, like, I want to venture off into, like, actual, like, entertainment, like, whether it be acting or might even dabble into modeling. I don't know. I'm going to keep, like, my options, like, extremely, like, wide open. Um, but even, like, through and through, like, the entertainment industry, like, I want to, like, really make a difference. So I have it in mind right now to, like, eventually try and start my own, like, media platform. But we Ooh. will see how that goes but yeah that's a plan in the future for sure love that i i really love that actually because there's so much potential especially with the kind of roadblocks that we face as social media people you know of like are we really going to be taken seriously in that traditional environment or is that what they want they want people from social media because they're recognizable faces you know so i think that could really be you're ahead of the curve sort of thing on on this is the talent that has so much potential. I wanted to talk to you guys about um, online personas versus personal. Um, there is a tendency for people to group you into unproblematic creators, um, like stand these people because X, Y, and Z reason, where the internet has deemed that person as a good person. And how dangerous that is. Do you guys, do you have any thoughts on portraying an online persona? Dan, I know, well, I know you and DeRay do the, um, the African voice a lot. And that's kind of a character that you lean into. Do you, is that a safety for you? Or do you feel like you should share more of yourself? Where, where do you stand on that? Um, it's kind of like, I would say it's an extension of us. Because that's where we're from. Um, uh, the idea of kind of like ha like being a good person or like unproblematic, I feel like that can be kind of heavily flawed because I think it's a matter of the person, whatever they put out, whatever they don't put out. You don't Absolutely. know. You know, so I think it's heavily flawed on that, um, which needs to be realized really soon because it's been just, it's more of a weapon to where like big groups can use um, with no type of equal judgment or, you know, observing. So, I definitely agree. I would say um, just definitely, especially like when it comes to like social media and being like a creator, there's a lot of glorification that comes with that sometimes. Um, so like if you have certain platforms, if you're like at a certain level following, like what will happen is like, fans and like people that really enjoy your content it'll get to a point where like they see you as this mighty figure and 
that can be very problematic, especially if like dangerous. It's it's really dangerous um, because then you're put in a position where you, even if like you feel some way about some certain like aspect or whatever in the world, you have to have this ideology towards it because if you don't, your fans are like right here waiting for you. Like whenever stuff happens in the world, they're right here waiting for you. What's your response? Like what's going to happen? What are you going to do? So it's it's like. It's a very hard playing field to be on, but you just have to be more aware. Um, yeah, so. For sure. No, it's like, when was I elected to public office? I feel like that all the time. People are like, what are your opinions on blah, blah? I'm like, girl, I'm not running for Senate. Like, what do you mean? Why do you care what I have to say? Like, I post myself on the toilet. What are you <laughs> expecting from me? Why are you expecting me to be some, I don't know. There's a lot of pressure put on because of our followings. A lot of the time. And that doesn't qualify us to talk about X, Y, and Z issue. Yeah. I think what happens if stuff like that, it makes people kind of like come out like erratically almost and like say things without thinking about it because they're trying to like get this statement out. Like I remember when some stuff was happening last year, we didn't post about it fast enough for people's likings. So they were like coming at us, like me and Layla, they were like DMing us, commenting on all of our videos, like, why aren't you talking about this? And we were like, like we like I think I personally, as someone who like watches influencers myself before like I became one, I would rather like someone I look up to take the time to like research something before they talk about it and like know what they're talking about before they just get on the internet with their humongous platforms and just say anything, you know, to say something in time. Like I personally would rather watch somebody, you know, do that than just say right. something insane because that's what I feel like people do sometimes. Like because of that, like, rush, they just get on there and say anything and then spread, like, false things. And, like, now that's a bigger issue. You know, I feel like that is maybe comes to, like, some of that responsibility, like, feeling like you have to say something in time. Like, that can be kind of detrimental. Yeah. You're almost bullied into, into saying something, yeah. you know, whether it's yeah. whether you should talk on it or not. Or, right. like you said, spreading misinformation. It's just, Layla, do you want to use something to say? When you said, like, about, like, people calling people unproblematic, I feel like the word itself is problematic. Like, I feel like, like, I, like, I don't know about like everybody else, but like I get tagged in a lot of videos and it's like tag the most unproblematic creator, you know, and I get tagged and it's so scary because it's like, now I have to be this like robot. I have to be perfect. And like, it's just, I have to, I don't know. It's just really scary to hear somebody say that about me. And I'm like, dang, like they expect me to be like, not even human. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just really scary to me. No, yeah. It's like your humanity is kind of stripped and you become this perfectly polished, shiny poster child for, you know, just harmless content online. And it's like, we're all so young. How are, how are you expected to be that perfect, that young and not be able to make mistakes and not also, if you are sharing your life on social media, nobody is perfect. So I, I definitely agree. It's like, that stresses me out more and makes me not want to post as much. If you're calling me prob- unproblematic, it's a lot. I've heard someone say that someone who might, who was deemed problematic to say that it's the best thing that's happened to them because they kind of get out of that. Crater. It's like a free pass. Not even free pass, but like, it's just the pressure is like off of you than the people who are put in this pedestal. That's very interesting. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely like a, when people see you as, oh, that's the person that 
made this, this, and this mistake. Oh, then it doesn't shock you when they do, you know, something. And it's always such minor things. I wanted to ask you guys, do you have any advice for creators looking to break through? Each, and if we want to go down the line and just talk about like when you each had your viral moment that was like, oh, wow, I can do this for a career. Do you, what happened and do you have any advice? Duray, we want to start with you. Okay. Um, so I would say like when I first like, I started like social media like for TikTok. And it, like at first it was like with just the planning, okay, I'm gonna like, you know, gain some popularity on social media. And we'll just see what happens. I had no idea what that world looked like. Um, I got on TikTok and then that was just a whole new venture. And, you know, as TikTok does, you know, you start to blow up on certain stuff. Um, you create an identity out of it. And then now it's like, okay, what do I do from here? Like, I have this platform. I want to do this. I, I'm enjoying right. this. How do I get paid? Like, how do I set this up where I can make this a career? Um, so to that point, once you get to that point, where you like feel like you want to make it a career, I would say definitely ask around, you know, create friends in like the same like environment as you that, you know, have, have been further than you that can like give you advice on like how to go about starting that venture. And I would say it's not going to be easy at first. It's like, it's going to be a constant grind. But, you know, if you really enjoy what you do and, you know, you have a vision for yourself and you have like the dedication behind it, then you'll be able to like achieve your goals, essentially. So just it's, you know, the typical answer is like hard work and like dedication, like truly, especially on social media, like you have to have like that work, that work ethic, as well as like that, like that ability to like see your goal and not like let any side stuff like distract you or like you know, so. Right. No, it's, it's that concept of being your own boss. I mean, that's hard. Mm -hmm. No one's keeping you accountable except yourself. So wherever you want to go, it's only you that can get you there. You know, no one is promoting you or doing whatever it's, and that's hard because it takes discipline. Shalom, what about you? I'm going to have to give the cliche answer. Honestly, just being dedicated, just because for me coming up, it was, there was a lot of times where it was like very overwhelming and like kind of scary. Like when I started, like the first time I went viral was really scary to me because I was not used to this many people having like such a loud opinion about something I've done. And it was really- What happened? What was the video? Um, well, the first time I went viral on TikTok or like in general? In t- on TikTok. On TikTok, it was literally like a skit of me reenacting this thing that never happened. Like- um, um what was it like my boss reading my tweet about her or something it was all made up and everyone just thought it was so funny and I didn't even think it was that funny I like made the video closed the app came back an hour later and it had a million views and I was like what like I was so (laughs) caught off guard and then all of a sudden I had all these followers like that's how TikTok like you build very fast on TikTok when you like pop like that I came back and I had like thousands of followers and I had like 400 and I was like what is this like I was so thrown off and after that, you know, on TikTok, when one thing blows up, it kind of blows other things up. So then now oh, yeah. all these videos that I thought were dumb are all blowing up and everyone's like, wait, these are so funny. And I was like, oh, OK. And You're like, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was kind no, no, of no, no. confused because they weren't funny to me, but everyone thought they were hilarious. And they started taking them and putting them on Twitter and they blew up over there. And then right. I was like, OK, so I guess they think this is funny. So I just kept doing it and just kept growing. And then it just never stopped. So, it, you mm. know. 
just keep going because there was a point where I was trying to go viral and it wasn't happening. So I was like, whatever, I'm done with trying. And I kind of just gave up on it. And then that's obviously when it just happened to blow up the one time that I give up and make a stupid lazy video. That's how it always is. The overproduced, overthought out skits are like, we don't want to see this. We yep. want to see the yeah. raw. I'm in my bedroom. It's 4 a.m. I just had an idea. Let's post it. Like that yep. really is the key, I would say, is like authenticity. Just yeah. like, be yourself and do what you want to do. Enjoy yourself. Layla, what about you when ter- in terms of when you went viral? So I tried social media in 2018 and failed and it just did not work. And then um i remember like i used to do musically when i was like in middle school but like i wasn't even good like i just liked it It was so satisfying to watch and then one day i like record i changed schools senior year and i just recorded myself at school and i had no friends because nobody knew me and i was like here's me at school i have no friends lol and i posted the video when i came back from school and i took a nap and then my phone was just going crazy I was like, what's going on? And I opened it and everybody like, it was like comments. I'm like, I'll be your friend. And then the video just went green. And I was like, I was like, what's going on? Like, why is this doing well? Like, and then I just kept posting videos of me at school and they just kept doing well. And I was like, what the heck? And that's. (laughs) Wow. So you're, cause you're only 19, right? You like just graduated a year ago. I graduated in 2019, but I turned 20 in March. Okay. Ooh, wait, that is very much. Like, uh, I I forget that because I'm so used to, you know, this all happened to me when I was 22, like 21, 22. So that's all I've known. But like the thought of this happening to someone in high school. Oh, my God. Like your algebra homeworks do. What do you mean you got to <laughs> post a TikTok? What do you mean you're earning thousands of dollars? It's just like, wow. Um, and, and what about now? Where do you where do you see it going? Like, what are, you, what are your dreams? <laughs> I, I've, I've always wanted to get into acting. Like, when I was in middle school, I was in theater. And then my school was, like, a really strict school. And, like, all the, like, the kids in theater were, like, acting a fool. So they took theater away. And I was like, what the heck? So then I just, like, kept trying to change schools to get into a school that had theater. But then by the time I did, it was too late. And then I, then I blew up on TikTok. And I was like, this is the perfect way for me to, like, get into acting. Like, mm. And that's, I'm just working towards that. Love that. Dan, what about you? What was your viral moment? I've been making videos for a minute. So it's like when I got on, I was, been, I was being told to get on TikTok, posted a video and like during school and then it just popped off. And then I was like, wait, okay. And I did it again and I just saw the momentum um, and I just kept pushing it at that. Yeah. Oh, snowballed. Yeah. Well, y'all, thank you so much for joining us today. This literally, I think, like I said before, y'all are really the blueprint for so many people. And not only just, you know, in terms of inclusivity, diversity, but finally a house that's fun. (laughs) Finally a creator house that is tolerable. (laughs) (laughs) So I think what you guys are doing are great. I love all of you so much. Where can we follow you? Obviously, as a collective, we are at the crib around the corner. So that's on all social media platforms. You can find us. Um, we have some exciting stuff in the future that just, just be on the lookout for it. Um, me personally, you follow me, Captain Dari. It's Captain D-A-R-E. Uh, I don't know if anyone wants to. Um, all of our ads actually 
if you go to our account, like on TikTok, we follow ourselves on there. So that's yeah. if you want to find everybody in like a one-stop shop. In our following, we only follow us five. So find everybody there. But I'm at Shallon with an X replacing the second A because someone took my name. So I had to make one up. There can only be one. <laughs> Dan, what about you? I'm at Straw Hat Dan. Yup. I'm Waylo Kusim. L-A-Y-L-O-Q-A-S-I-M. All right, love it. Well, thank you guys so much. <laughs> Hope to see thank you in you. person soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of For You. Share the love and keep the conversation going online. Leave us a review. Follow us on TikTok at, at TikTok and at TikTok Creators. Don't forget to use the hashtag For You Podcast. And remember to subscribe so you're notified every time we drop a new episode. Catch new episodes every week exclusively on TikTok Live, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever y'all get your podcasts. I don't know. For You is a TikTok and Gallery Media Group original production. Ooh, 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 ooh.